Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves... Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. We are now approaching the end of the Pro 14 series and what better way to support Glasgow Warriors than with a free crate of craft beer. Get yourself onto beer52.com forward slash thistle and you will get sent eight free cans of craft beer, a copy of Ferment magazine and a snack that you can enjoy while supporting the Warriors. That's beer52.com forward slash thistle. This month, the beers all come from Portland, Maine, um, on the east coast of America. So what better way than to show your support for Glasgow and Old Glory DC than by getting yourself onto beer52.com forward slash thistle. All you have to do is pay five ninety five for delivery and you will receive eight cans of craft beer. That's beer52 forward slash thistle. All right, Thistle Breakfast Show coming at you. Matt and Alan, how are you, boys? Yeah, not bad. Just once again, a bit of an early start, but do it, do it for the fans, do it for the listeners. I'm quite enjoying it, actually, the early start. It's good to get them out of the way. Yeah, I guess so. I'm excited. Ah, so enthusiastic. You must be getting at least half an hour more you were the last one. We you were the last one here today, mate. So I was the first one here. He actually, he actually was. <laughs> All right. Well, there's lots to talk about. We're going to canter through the news and then obviously review that 1872 cup match from the weekend. And to help us do that, Matt, you had a chat with um, Fagerson Jr. Matt Fagerson, how was he? He was great, yeah. Really seemed really friendly, really nice guy and pretty forthcoming with his answers. So, yeah. All right. Well, well, we'll get into it, that in a little bit. And then there's a quiz, isn't there, Alan? Bit of a bit of a preview for everybody? The man... The myth, the legend. Tom Brown. <laughs> Ross Ford. Ross Ford. <laughs> a whole quiz about Ross Ford. Exclusively focused on Ross Ford. Wow. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. 
We've lost our 50% Glasgow Warriors listeners at that stage. Yeah. <laughs> Not interested. Well, he was a warrior at one point, so... He's been a warrior. He's been a gunner. And he's been a reaver. Oh, yeah, he's got Can more. we refer to Edinburgh as gunners still? I quite like referring to the, as the as the gunners. It's quite funny. It's a bit un-PC, though. Why? Shooting and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you it's named after. But it's named after like that's a ceremonial <laughs> cannon. It's yeah. never used. One, was it named Warriors. Mon- Warriors is far more offensive. Warriors is actually that is slightly, really offensive. Slightly offensive to be fair. And Reavers, I think, is another weird name for like a little like medieval raider or something. So, <laughs> well then, yeah. we're offending everybody. Along the way. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. it. We're a broad church. <laughs> we are, and we welcome them all. So let's kick it off. With some new, oh, sorry, I should tell you how you can get in touch with us. Obviously, on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod, um, Instagram Thistle Unstruck Rugby Unstruck uh, Pod, and into the mailbag, the Thistle Rugby at gmail.com. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, as we know many of you do, why not leave us a review? How about this one from Fraser Andy? Five stars said, would give it four stars, but the lack of being able to hear Alan properly propels the pod to a five star rating. I don't really understand that. I think it's maybe he gave us that after. Do you remember the one couple of weeks ago where we were really quiet, and you were particularly quiet? <laughs> and what he's saying is, is that if he was to hear my voice, it would be four stars. Yeah, he, uh, your, yeah, exactly. Your analysis takes a star off our performance. Yeah, yeah. Is what Fraser. The fact Andy's that we saying. can't hear you is a good thing. Got you. Is yeah. it worth at least? I'd say three stars. Real kick in the balls at 7.30. <laughs> Cheers, Fraser Andy. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, right, well, let's get straight into the news then. Um, the Scotland women's team have a new head coach. Philip Doyle has had two stints coaching Ireland women, including one Grand Slam in the women's six nations. He's been brought in to replace Shade Munro. Matt, what do you think of that appointment? I mean, I'd be lying if I said I knew who he was. I think most yeah. people listening... Um, you know, d- wouldn't have heard of him, but he's got a decent pedigree. I think um, Shane Munro's done a pretty good job. I think, you know, combined with probably better um, kind of overall systems and marketing, the women's game has got like a lot better in the last few years, and it's far more on everyone's radar. Um, but I think Shane Munro probably took that team as far as he could, and you know, hopefully this guy can sort of take them to that to that next level and just. Get them, you know, winning a few more games in the Six Nations every year, which I think is probably the next target for this Scotland women's team. Yeah, I mean, it feels like England are England are so far ahead of all the other teams, and it's kind of like trying to get to the top of that sort of second pack. Yeah, which is achievable, and obviously, as I said the the steps that they've taken over the last sort of eighteen months, pretty pretty dramatic. Yeah, and I mean, even like you know Helen Nelson getting picked for the Barbarians. Yeah, it was last week, which is. You know, pretty amazing achievement. Not many Scots do that. Um, you know that that gap with like the likes of England who are fully professional. But it's good to see whenever you look at the the Tyrrells Premiership, which has I think the best man of a match, man of the match award. Have you seen it? Yeah, the ba- it's a massive bag of crisps. Yeah, it looks like it's been photoshopped. <laughs> it's but incredible. It is, it's like all proportionate, but it's like I love ten it. times the size. Um, yeah, but likes Jade of Conkle J- Jade Conkle and, and um, there, there seems to be lots of Scots playing down there, so you know the more that can be exposed to that level, it's only going to be good for the for the national team. I really hope that novelty man of the match awards like become an increasingly bigger trend. Like what else? What, what else? Can you well, think there's of? the the tenants tinny of joy, yeah, and the back, big bag of crisps. So Glasgow's main power main um, sponsor is N Power, SP Energy Network, SP Energy Network. Yeah, so you, so get, you um, get like. 
like an old, your own battery generator. Yeah, that'd be like a massive generator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, take your own you wheel it onto the pitch, and you have to you have to deal with it afterwards. It's yours. You go take it off. Maybe was was the one Chloe just like bring on like a steak. Kylo. Kylo. Why can't you Kylo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a massive hunk of meat. That would yeah, be yeah. Really raw. Hunk of meat. raw. Just like a whole cow leg. Yeah, exactly. And they could like brand Man of the Match on oh, the <laughs> over. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome, Adam Rugby. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's, um, it's an important time for the women coming up. They've got the, it's the start of their sort of World Cup qualification process, um, I'm reading here. So next year, the way it works is there's a 2020 Rugby Europe Women's Championship where they will meet Ireland and Italy. And, there's a, and the winner will automatically get a place in the 2021 Women's World Cup. So that is what is, uh, as well as obviously the Six Nations, that is what is um, that Philip Doyle has been tasked to coming in. So best of luck to him on the new appointment. Um, other news coming out. Um, Glasgow have signed 17-year-old schoolboy Jamie Doby, scrum halves, played Scotland under-18s. Um, straight out of school from Merkiston Castle. Dave Rennie saying he's one of the most exciting talents um, in Scotland at the moment. I've only seen a couple of highlights reels, but he looks pretty decent. Yeah, definitely. I think he's he's been earmarked from a pretty young age um, for success. Uh, and coming out of that under-18 sort of Six Nations festival, he was sort of written up as one of the best players. Yeah. And by all accounts, with what I've been reading since the signing, some premiership teams were circling around looking to sign him. So he's obviously held in, in high regard. It, it'd be interesting to see sort of his path, um, you know, when he starts at Warriors and you know how long it will take him to break down the likes of Price Horn, Matt, even Matawalu, and then you've got Colleen Barreto there as yeah. well. So you know, I think he'll it'll be a gradual um, process, but yeah, he looks like an exciting prospect. So funny stat that Ross Ford was playing Scotland under 19s when Jamie Do- Doby was born. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I think Glasgow put one up. It was like um, Andy Nicholl was Glasgow captain when he was born and had just been called up to the Lions. Uh, yes. Lions squad. Jeez, uh, it's 2001. Yeah. 2001. Oh, yeah. What was I doing in 2001? Watching right. the Lions. <laughs> Watching, Watching Andy Nicholl. I was yeah. buying a Lions replica shirt and thinking that I'd made it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, best of luck to Jamie um, on that. It's, it's interesting. We th- we thought maybe more suited to Edinburgh. I think by all accounts, Edinburgh and Glasgow both wanted him. Like it was a bit of a tug of war for for his talents. Got you. But then I don't. Know, I wonder if the kind of scrum half he is. It seems as if he's more in that Price Horn mold yes. than the likes of Pergos. So maybe it suits his game better. And I think regardless, he's he's not going to get proper game time for a while. Yeah. So. Edinburgh kind of need a scrum half now, not one that's going to be there in like four or five years. Yeah, and you've got Charlie Shields, the up and coming exactly. guy who we'll get onto, but looked quite decent he looked for me on the weekend. So there was, so basically, he's the last player. He's the he's the first player to be picked, given a contract straight out of school since Jamie Ritchie. Yes. Yeah. He was actually Jamie Ritchie was slightly younger when he got really? the contract. That's mad. Um. So yeah. Jamie Ritchie's gone on to do some very good things so far. <laughs> He's been all right. He's been all right. So uh, best luck, Jamie. We will keep an eye on you. Come on the pod whenever you want. Come and tell us what it's like. Um, Matt, give us a roundup. Silver Saturday at BT Murrayfield, all of the um, the finals from the various leagues across Scotland. It's quite a lot of results here. Um, we want them all. <laughs> do them in your best sort of um, results voice. I'm not doing that. Okay. Um, so the first match of the day which I think was at 11.30 um, 
on the big pitch. So Aberdeenshire beat uh, Dundee University Medics 34-31. Judging by the highlights, it was sort of a complete contrast of styles. Dundee University sort of playing in quite a fast, loose manner. Um, seemed to have some pretty exciting players and Aberdeenshire just mauling till the cows come home. <laughs> just picking <laughs> going. Which, and they came good 34-31. Um, Imagine when they had to leave. Probably like, must have been up at like 6.37 to get to Murrayfield for the 11.30 <laughs> kickoff. I, I think by all accounts, they came down the night before and they had a hotel right. and stuff. But fair play to them. I think it was only a few years ago that they tried to do a tie-up with Aberdeen Grammar that failed and they were, they sort of gone down the leagues. But they're sort of on the up. Had a few bleak games at Aberdeenshire. Oh, God, yeah. Made my, my debut for St Andrews up there and we lost about 50-0. It's and dark time. <laughs> um, then it was on to the National Women's Bowl. Greenwich Wanderers beat um oh sorry no on the back pitches uh yeah green at wanderers beat livingston 72 12 wow um yeah a bit of a mismatch there unfortunately um and in the national women's plate final stuart tree on the sharks beat glasgow university 24 19 uh then it moved on to the national men's shield final which is a bit of a cracker actually so green at up um quite comfortably uh, and then Berwick managed to stage a comeback which involved scoring 46 unanswered points in the second half. 46? Plus extra time, wasn't it? Well, I was saying, taking the match to extra time and then winning the match overall. So they, they scored in the last play of the game to to draw and take it to extra time, and then they, they ran away with it. Um, like this, sort of Andrew, Andrew Skeen um, playing for Berwick, making quite a big difference. Um, then it moved on to the... Men's Cup final, which looked, it was an absolute, um, really exciting match. Uh, Aaron Harris, deserved finalist and playing a really, really amazing fixture. Uh, Harris was kept taking the lead until Air came back and Stafford McDowell scored a try in the last minute of the game. Um, and then they had a penalty on the left-hand side and Fraser Klein was stood up and punted it over with the last kick of the game to win. 27-25. The highlights are all up, and I'd, I'd recommend watching them. Some of the some of the tries, uh, really impressive. It's a pretty baller kick to finish the game. It's like yeah. not straight in front of the post and on the wrong side. On the wrong side for a left left foot kicker. Yeah. Um, there were a few pro guys playing. So Jack Blame was on the wing for for Harry. It's looking yeah. pretty impressive. Uh, and then, I mean, Air had Stafford McDowell and Paddy Kelly in the centres. Robbie Smith a hooker and Robbie Nairn on the bench who Phil Smith, the Harriet's coach, described as a mountain. And he, he was having a bit of a dig, actually, at the pro draft and saying... Really? Saying, basically, you know, that a lot of those guys hadn't played that much in the league. And then when it got to, like, knockout yeah. finals games, they were brought in. I mean, likes of Stafford McDowell and Paddy Kelly have played quite a lot for air this season. But didn't Harriet's in the semis, like, ship in, like, Mark Bennett, Mark Bennett and Jack Cuthbert? Yeah. yeah, but to be fair to Harriet's, they have hardly used any pros this season. And I think because Bennett was originally, I can't remember who he was drafted to, but they changed the draft because oh, right. the team had been knocked out. So I think Edinburgh That's actually fine. wanted to play him. Yeah. Um, this is not the podcast would be but, I mean, fair to Harriet's. But. Yeah, exactly. But I think <laughs> Phil Smith is making poor, an argument that... Poor Harriet's. Like, that Glasgow were saying, well, Stafford McDowell needs game time. So yeah. he was playing for... Air the weekend after he played against Saracens of Glasgow. Yeah, like, this is ridiculous. Um, and then the final final match of the day, um, the the televised Serbini Cup was uh, won by Watsons, who beat twenty uh, Hillhead Jordan Hill, 
21-17 close match which um, having seen the highlights looked like a really high quality game as well so good old day out at Murrayfield for all involved it's a massive day out um, and well done to Watsonians winning the uh, Serbini Cup I think we can all agree that was the right result um <laughs> I think that's it for news. Not a huge amount going on. A couple of big performances from Scots down in the Premiership. Dunkey Weir showing up um, Danny Cipriani in the big match to sort of secure Worcester's position in Premiership rugby uh, next year, scoring a nice try. Looking very, very decent coming into the World Cup squad selection. I think the, the pudding does what the pudding does. All right. He, he can run a game and he can sc- he, he'll kick, kick his goals. I think to be I, fair, yeah, to be fair to him, I think you're like doing him a bit of a disservice. Like this year, I think he's actually he scored quite a lot of tries, and that Worcester team played quite a good attacking brand of rugby. Yeah, he seems to sort of be directing. But I, you, I know what you mean. I think he's I think he's on track. It's between him and George Ford for the Golden Boot. Yes, like he scored a lot of points in them. Admittedly, he's played a lot of games, but. Uh, no, I mean they're losing quite. What Worcester backline is losing like Bryce Heem, Josh Adams, and Ben Taylor next year. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty sweet having Francois Hogard at nine as well. Like, exactly. You are unreal, and you probably get so much more time and space because everyone's literally shitting themselves. Yeah, with Francois Hogard. Right. Yeah. And then Connor Dupree back at number eight. Yeah, it was good to see him. Was that his first game back? Maybe starting first yeah. game back. He's come off Do the bench. You'll get into that wider Scotland squad come the summer. Thing is, I just don't. So Wales supposedly the last two years have done like fifty man World Cup squads, and this year they've gone for yeah, like forty two, yeah, forty one, forty two. So I guess it just depends on how big Gregor Townsend wants to go. Yeah, I imagine if you do a forty one man, especially with Matt Ferguson playing as well as he is. Yeah, I just don't think. And you have got Blade Thompson as well. Blade Thompson, um, obviously Denton's injured. Yeah, yeah, Denton, possibly. But I, I just don't. I can't it feels do. like you probably take one of. Josh Strauss or Connor Dupree. Yeah. No point in taking both. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. And Rory Hutchinson's Northampton continue to um, move move forward. Another big win for them. They've got a shot at top four. I mean, if he could get like a premiership semi-final or something like that, just under his belt before uh, a Scotland squad selection, that's that's high-quality rugby to sort of prove mm. himself to, to Gregor Townsend. He, he's got to be the most likely bolter, for, as in uncapped bolter for the World Cup. Sure. Yeah, by an absolute de- country definitely. mile. I think I just I really want to get see him capped in the summer, and I, I think they will. Pick I him. think he w- there's been enough yeah. talk by sort of well connected people. That well, the fact he's, he's come out into as well involved. and said that Townsend's been in touch with them. Yeah, I'm th- mad not to pick him. I think there's got to be one Kiwi somewhere ready <laughs> to ship over. Sure. There's got to be a John That's Hardy the, somewhere. Yeah, the bolter is going to be somebody that we've got no idea about. Oh, yeah, I know. I think, isn't it's Will Jordan like top try scorer in the Super Rugby at the moment? Yeah, with like less caps than Ricaione. It's not going to be Will Jordan. Mate, give yeah, him yeah. a half mil contract. Yeah. Ship him over. Stuart Hogg's direct replacement. No one wants, yeah, exactly. no one one wants one the all-backs jersey anymore. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. They Every, want the Scotland jersey. That's everyone wants the thistle. Yeah. I actually got we got uh, I asked for sort of talking points and speaking of sort of Roy Hutchinson and Scotland centres, um, fan Craig Taylor said here's his statement: Hugh Jones might not make the Scotland World Cup squad, which is a ridiculous statement to make. Scottish centres only have a shelf life of two years internationally under Townsend. There you go. <laughs> I mean, Hugh Jones will make the World Cup yeah, squad. I agree, one hundred percent. There's also like, who else do you have at 13? You've got, what, Nick Grigg, Grigg. Kyle Stain. Looks like Bennett, Bennett might, might be, be out. out again. Yeah. 
Um, I don't see Jimmy Johnson making the plane. No. So, although to saying that, Hugh Jones wasn't listed as injured and wasn't in the 23 at the weekend. He's just chilling out with his bird. He's in Barbados on Instagram. <laughs> Dave, part of his contract. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, obviously Dave Rennie, yeah, appreciate Hugh Jones coming back from injury, but he's obviously decided that he trusts Carl Stain in that 13 mm. position yeah. to do a job. Yeah. And... And then I guess once you have Pete Horn on the bench and Sam Johnson can go to 13, you just don't really need Hugh Jones on the bench. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. So Hugh Jones is always going to have that difficulty if he's not in the 15. It'd be interesting to see if he comes back for the, the semi. Yeah. So he's got two and a half weeks now to sort of play himself in, back into that show. Yeah. Well, it's like, how do you play yourself back? Like, yeah. It, it just <laughs> starts training. It's quite hard train training. really hard. Or there was a rumour going around about Glasgow and Ospreys having... Like a game in between. Yeah. Oh, really? I think, I think Rennie poured cold water on that on oh, the Warriors he? weekly. He basically said that Ospreys weren't keen for some reason. Got you. Because that is the worry. I know we're sort of jumping a little bit ahead, but it's literally three weeks yeah. between that yeah, it's tough. Edinburgh and Glasgow game and what will probably be Glasgow at home to Ulster. You yeah, are no push off this. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. As you say, we have jumped forward a bit. We'll get right back into the Pro 14 endgame as uh, as the pod goes on. But why not now? Let's kick off our look back at the 1872 Cup with um, Matt's conversation with Glasgow back row Matt Ferguson. So delighted to be joined on the line by Matt Ferguson. Matt, how are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, the boys um, have had a good good weekend off um, after the Edinburgh win and yeah just ready to get stuck into the next three weeks and how, how good did it feel to get that win at the weekend um, yeah it felt absolutely awesome um, you know Edinburgh have been classed the whole season um, and, uh, and you know obviously beaten us twice um, over the Christmas period and you know we thought we would do them one at least and um, we've been playing well the last, last few games so yeah it was just really good to keep the momentum going um, and what do you think was the, the difference between uh, the weekend and the previous fixtures uh, during the season? Um, I'd say probably, if it came down to one thing, it would probably be our physicality. Um, you know, I mean, we got, sort of got caught out a bit the last few times we played them. Um, and yeah, I thought our whole our whole forward pack, and especially the back, even backs as well, um, really fronted at the weekend. Um, you know, and that, and that showed... Um, the fact, the fact that they didn't score until you know the the seventy fifth minute, I think it was. Um, so yeah, managing to keep a team like that out, um, yeah, it showed the true character um, of the boys and you know putting their bodies on the line. And it must have been a pretty uh, special time to sort of give uh, Hoggy a, a bit of a send off at the end of the match. Yeah, I think that was a bit unplanned. I don't think any of the boys really really, really knew what was happening until. Uh, he started singing out the Rattling Bog, um, but yeah, no, it was it was pretty special. You know, he's been uh, he's been exceptional. You know, through his, his whole career so far, um, especially at Glasgow. And, you know, he's awesome um, with the young guys. You know, he's obviously got so much knowledge of the game, um, and you know, it's easy for guys to pick his brains. So, yeah, to give a bloke like that um, that sort of send off um, was awesome, and to get us a home semi as well. I mean, the only thing I'd say is that. His, I don't know what's going on with his hair at the moment. That's the only bad thing I could say. What, what is that all about? Have you got any insight there? Oh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm not sure. Initially, I thought it was um, a lost bet, but um, no, he seems to be, uh, he seems to be starting a fashion trend. Um, 
you know, so hopefully it takes off. Um, unsure at the moment. Uh, he got it re-dyed for the weekend, so um, so yeah, he, he seems to be pretty happy with it. So is what you're saying that you're going to start dyeing your hair for the rest of the season? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, there's also there was quite quite a good bit of chat. I don't know if you saw this from the Glasgow Warriors Twitter page. Um, with with a photo of the the cup and some guidebooks to Romania and Russia, did you did the players see that kind of stuff going on? Um, we well, we we got a mere glance of it um, on uh, on our, our WhatsApp group, and you know the whole the whole group sort of lit up uh, as soon as we saw it, and uh, and our media guy Jack, yeah, he got he, he got a lot of laughs and a lot of love um, from the boys, and I think the fans loved it as well. Um, but yeah, you know that's just. Um, there's two awesome teams in, um, in in Scotland, and you know um, to have a bit of a banner like that as well, which is uh, which is class. Um, so, so yeah, I think I, th- I think it was taken very well, especially from our end. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, I suppose um, you know D- Dave Rennie's come out in the in the press in the last couple of days saying that you know after that Saracens loss, um, you guys were sort of embarrassed almost. I mean, what what's been the response like since then? And you know, do you think that loss is actually sort of could be a, a turning point for your season. Um, yeah, you know we've uh, we played Saracens four times in the last two in the last three years, and um, and we've lost every game. Uh, so I think to yeah to go down there, you know, we were pretty confident. We gave them a really good run in the first game um, at home, and then the second game again was uh, was really tight until about the 60th minute mark. Um, but we just couldn't seem to to finish it. You know, put games like that to bed, um, and then. Going down there, you know, we were, we were quite confident throughout the week. You know, we had to have that sort of belief. Um, and then, yeah, long, long story short, really, we, we got our pants pulled down. So, um, so yeah, I think that I, boys are pretty gutted about that. There's a lot of emotion, um, especially on the trip back up. Uh, so, I, th- and I think the response has been, you know, exactly what what the, what the coaches wanted, about, you know, what the players needed. Um, where... You know, we we knew we had a tough run of games, and we had to win every one to uh, to secure a home semi. You know, and it's not an easy run of games either. You know, Ulster, Leinster away, um, and then Edinburgh at home. Um, and I, I think the main the main thing that's changed for us is you know our our defence. You know, boys are are getting excited to, um, to come off the line and you know put in shots and and you know it's it's a real team effort. You know, the, the double hits and um, and yeah, just a real desire to want to defend and you know to not let teams score um, and if they do then uh, then they're zinging it out wide you know they're not got, going through us so I think that's sort of the mentality and that's sort of the belief that um, that that's a, that's his defeat sort of spurred on that's really interesting um and, and so what does the next few weeks hold in store with the you know the semi-final on the horizon but a bit of a gap in between There's some chat of maybe having a, a friendly in that period um yeah, well, I mean, we um, we we had our review today. Um, you know, talked about a lot of things. Um, we haven't heard anything from the coaches yet about a hit out. Um, but yeah, probably wouldn't be a bad idea. You know, you want to keep that, that that game edge, that match edge. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the next three weeks sort of just looks like we're um, you know we're keeping things ticking over, keeping that intensity really high, and you know we're not falling off because it's easy to just you know you got. A, a three-week break, so it'd be quite easy just to, you know, sit off for two weeks and expect to just come back and fly. And, but, um, but yeah, we're off. We know we're we're heads are down, and um, and yeah, we're um, we're still working hard. So that's that's what the next three weeks looks like. Good to hear. And and obviously the the final is going to be in Glasgow this year. Has that been used as 
as motivation for the guys or is it just sort of taking each game as it comes and that's you know the the prize at the end if you do get there um i don't know you know obviously that's a massive um, a massive thing for us you know having the final in glasgow and that's obviously been our goal from the beginning of the season you know how awesome it would be to play in front of of all our home fans um in uh in the, the final of the league um, and uh, fingers crossed hopefully get some some silverware um but uh but yeah, I think we're taking every game as it comes. You know, it'd be easy to look past Edinburgh and you know hope that or hope that you know Zebra beat Benetton or Munster managed to lose to Connacht or or whatever. But you know, we've taken our um, we've taken the games into our own hands. You know, we've looked at every week. Um, you know, as as each game and focus on on that solely. So it's obviously in the back of our minds. But yeah, we're taking every game as it comes. Yeah, good stuff. And um, you know, is there any sort of um thoughts about the World Cup on the horizon or are you just sort of trying to focus on on your your job at Glasgow at the moment? Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've been caught up before having, um, you know, thinking about things that are out of my control. So, yeah, my focus is purely on um, on doing my best and trying to get trying to get in, in the match jersey for um, for Glasgow going into the semi-final and, the, you know, just making sure the team's all all good and, you know, we're all firing going into that um into that game against whether it be Ulster or uh, or Benetton, and and do the coaches likes of Gregor Townsend be are they are they in touch? You know, as the season goes along, just sort of checking in on your progress. Um. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I've I've, I've had a chat with with well, with you know with some of the coaches throughout the year. Um. You know, I've chatted to to Harry Wilson. Um. Just after the November test, and Matt Taylor's called before as well. But um. But yeah, I think I think the more they uh, they called you, you know, every other week, then it's, it's a lot of pressure put on you. So yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure they call you know all the big dogs um, quite a bit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I'm just sort of trying to keep my focus on um, on the, the task at hand with Glasgow. Definitely. Um, the the last question we, we we tend to ask everyone is just you know in your time at Glasgow and, and Scotland, who's been the the worst roommate you've you've had to to share with? Worst roommate. Yeah, um, I'd say my brother, but nah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> just joking. He's, um, you know, he, he's he's a pretty good roommate. Um, the worst roommate—that's a tough one. I've not I've not had any shockers. Um, I've roomed, I've roomed, actually I've roomed with Darcy Ray. He's he's quite the snorer actually. Um, oh really? But yeah, but I'm I'm quite a deep sleeper, so it didn't affect me too much. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'd say probably one of the worst roommates to have would be someone who who snores or or yeah. I've heard uh, someone who snores or who's, who's up late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard uh, from quite a few people saying Murray McCallum's quite a dodgy roommate. Have you ever? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Room with him. I've never, I've never had the pleasure, sadly. Um, oh, that's a shame. But yeah, there's, there's some vicious rumors flying around. I've, I've heard from a lot of the young boys that, yeah, Mother, Mother's a pretty savage roommate to have. You know, you've drawn the short straw if you get him. <laughs> well, I hope you can get him on at some point to, to shed a bit more light on that. Um, but Matt, yeah. thanks, thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it, and uh, best luck for for the rest of the season. Not, not at all, Matt. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers. So there we go. It sounds once again that you know Myron McCallum is the guy you don't really want to room with. Has somebody said Myron McCallum before? I think a few people have said it. Fuck. Maybe um, magnet. We need to get the magnet on to, to address to these, these the rumors magnet. head on. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting, he's getting We've had the prosecution. Time. It's time for the defence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's let's get into it then. Uh, obviously, Saturday night at Scotston, Glasgow running out very comfortable winners, thirty-four points to ten. Edinburgh now out of everything for next year. They're not in the playoff series of the Pro 14 and they're going to be dropping down to the Challenge Cup. But let's start on the positives of that Glasgow Warriors performance. Alan, give me some top-line thoughts to kick us off. I think probably the most the top-line thought is that Edinburgh pack is almost like Scotland pack, but a little bit better. Essentially, you've got Pierre Schumann in. And matter. And matter. And matter. Yeah. <laughs> Plus six people who you wouldn't bat an eyelid at if they were in the starting pack for mm. Scotland, the Absolutely, World Cup. Yeah. So the fact that a Glasgow Warriors pack that included you know, Jamie Batty, Ferguson, Cummings, Tom Gordon, Matt Ferguson, like pretty wet behind the ears so guys you know 11, 11 forwards injuries for Glasgow at the moment that they're carrying so really Rennie said, yeah. 11 like, yeah. I actually think the most it's people like Xander Ferguson Scott Cummings and Matt Ferguson who you know, mm. still all like sub 24 yeah and genuinely just out dominated a lot of those Edinburgh players and their opposite men yeah definitely I, I think it, it just seems as if the likes of <clears throat> as you say I thought Xander Ferguson was really impressive. Um, Tom Gordon coming in, doing a really good job. And it, it was just that kind of, I think, freshness that Edinburgh didn't quite have. Like, you, whenever, you know, Nell got the ball, he just, he seemed quite ponderous. They've just yeah. had such a long season in many senses. And I think because Cockrell is, I think he has less faith in his wider squad than yeah, Rennie correct. does. So I was gonna say. he doesn't feel as confident rotating these guys, whereas Rennie does. It, it just seemed as if, like, personally, I didn't think Edinburgh, you know, they looked ponderous, they looked slow, but they, d- they didn't actually play, like, that badly, I didn't think. It was just that Glasgow were that 5%, um, quicker to every breakdown. They, clearly, the counter-ruck was, uh, like, a tactic, because yeah. Edinburgh do like to slow the ball down and let Henry Pergos kick, and that was a, you know, Price's try was a direct consequence of that. But yeah. you just saw guys like, like Harley, Fagerson, um, the Fagerson brothers, just every rock, absolutely smashing it. There was just such, like a higher degree of enthusiasm, I think, which was probably the difference in the end. Correct. Tom Gordon, you mentioned there, 17 tackles, none missed, and three turnovers. Decent shit and one of the from best the Curry man. One of the most be- best post-match interviews ever. Yeah, if you haven't seen his post-match interview, we'll put it up on the uh, on the Twitter, at Thistle Rugby Party. He's just, 
he can barely string a sentence together. <laughs> Two things about Tom Gordon. He is so Kiwi. It's unbelievable. He's so Kiwi. He is so he? Kiwi. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I lo- absolutely love it. How is he 22? He like looks way <laughs> he's, he looks yeah. like way older and than me and like grizzled. Yeah. But that's just the Kiwi farm life. Exactly. It is the Kiwi farm life. Um but yeah, no, I mean to be fair to him, you know, opposite man Hamish Watson, you know, he's been playing pretty well for Curry all year, but mm. it's a pretty massive step up. Yeah, yeah. And having to he made a lot of tackles on Mata as well. Uh which Sort of stymied yeah, Edinburgh. Pretty horrible. Going back to just the point around the amount of games, there was a stat early that I saw online a couple of days ago, which was saying it's about four times the amount of Edinburgh players have played twenty plus games this season. Yeah, yeah. In comparison to me. Glasgow, I think it was around only three Glasgow players mm. have played twenty plus games this season. And you know, we've discussed it the last few weeks, but it's just matters the case in point. How many yeah. games has Matter played? He must have played essentially every game for Edinburgh has been fit. Yeah. And the, so. Scot- the Scotland lads went straight back in. Like, yeah. Granted, Darcy Graham's about 14, but he came straight back from Scotland mm. camp straight into that game the following Friday. Yeah. If I'm honest, if I'm Townsend, there's a part of me that is kind of happy they're out and they get, yeah, get an get additional two weeks rest or yeah, whatever that's it is. True. Yeah. And kind of come back to that Scotland squad in a month's time fresh. Because. Yeah. If I'm honest, for what is essentially you have to win this game to not only stay in the playoffs but to get into Europe next year. This is the 1872 Cup, and this is your last audition before the World Cup squad. From a lot of those Edinburgh players, it was, I thought it was actually a bit pathetic. When there's that much on the line, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this isn't Cardiff Blues away mm. in February. Like this is pretend, this is like their biggest match of the season. Yeah. No, I, I, I get what you mean. I think you know. I think there is the element of fatigue coming in, and just, it was yeah, lack. Of, you know, I think Glasgow did outplay them in many ways. It was the lack of um, cut through and attack, and I think you've seen that from the signings and stuff yeah. that they're making for next year. They're looking to sort of add a little bit to that side of the game. I mean, start of the second half, Edinburgh were camped in Glasgow's twenty-two yeah. lineout scrums. They had Glasgow giving away penalties for fun at the breakdown, trying to stop them going forward. But they got away with it. Glasgow just defended for eight, nine minutes, cleared, and then went up the other end and um, scored a try. Yes, it's been, you know, even during the more successful parts of the season for Edinburgh, it's felt like the attack has been their main weakness. We know how good that pack is. It's just that linking that sort of dominant forward ball through the halfbacks to a backline that, you know, we, we know has some really good, effective strike runners. Uh, once again, Duhan didn't really get the ball until the end. Hard to get out to him, yeah. Um, you know, got sat du- down by um, Nico Matuelli for, for Matuelli's try as well. What, for the try? For the try, yeah. When he ran over. It was Duhan was coming across. It, it wasn't No, Duhan. it was Pergos. It was Pergos. Fair enough, then. That's actually not <laughs> as impressive. That's not as impressive, then. He absolutely need- murdered him. It was the most needless Bosch as well. Yeah, he absolutely yeah. battered See, Matuelli was like, this is the only guy... Oh, yeah, it's one of those that like, I can yeah. <laughs> do this to. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think, I mean, Hickey getting a random shot, he's not really worked out this season. As no, he said. hasn't. I don't think Jack Yako has. I think, I think Kinghorn is a big miss. Because if you think yeah. about the big European games and things like that, or when Edinburgh have uh, looked good, mm. Kinghorn has been, you know, 
running everything back, making yards when he's got his hands on the ball. He's such a skillful player. Yeah, I think obviously you want him in your team as as an individual. I think the more sort of the, the structural problem is the nine ten and the link. Yeah, and I think that Pergos just particularly towards the end of the season has been pretty poor. I don't think that's all his fault. I mean, Pergos. you could see it particularly in the first half. You know. The amount of times that Edinburgh just sort of formed like one of those worms at the back of a rock. Yeah. And there's this five seconds in the rock rule and use it. Like Mike Adamson was a joke. He was literally shouting at Pergos to use it for about 15 seconds. And then he yeah. picks up like a fairly ineffective box kick. Um, and there's not that, there wasn't that much zip to his, to his service. So, I mean, the, the fact is that Glasgow only had 35% possession in the match. Yeah. But the encouraging thing from Glasgow's perspective is how clinical they were. Like, you know, they didn't have that many chances to score and they converted all of them, which, you know, you think back to that semi-final against Scarlets last year, the amount of times they went to the corner or yeah. were in the 22 yeah. and didn't convert, agree. You know, that's a really positive sign. Yeah. A couple, couple massive scrums from Glasgow as well, which I imagine is a huge sort of thing for them mentally, Getting not just getting that physical win over Edinburgh, but to sort of prove that they can do that and they can match people physically. And I just don't think we've seen that enough from Glasgow where they've been able to get on top of an opposition pack. I think we all hark back to that game against Saracens where we saw that Glasgow pack mm. getting parity with like England's best. Yeah. And it seemed that this was another one where they managed to actually assert that dominance. And then when you set that back line off, it's, yeah, they're going to score some, some classy tries. It's... Yeah, and I guess just again, it's consistency. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've we've been here before, whereas where Glasgow have sort of cruised to the the top of top of the group last season, mm. and then just had that three yeah. week break and just failed to kind of maintain that performance level. It, it does feel as if they've been aware of that and they are peaking a bit more. Yeah, I think I think that a lot of that is to do with rotation. Um, just because, as I said, like guys like Fagerson and, and I thought Batty as well was really impressive. They just looked so fresh and willing to go. Scott Cummings again had a, a really Scott good game. Scott Cummings was excellent. He's yeah. been really impressive in the last few weeks. Um, and that that was the thing. You know, we've talked about fun. We know they can score tries. It's just getting the other bits of their game right. And yeah. to do that to an Edinburgh team that has you know dominated a lot of big packs this season, I thought it was it was really encouraging. Yeah. Oh, great. Are you think they're a bit sour now? They're letting Batty go? Uh, I suppose they got Kebble. Um, I don't know who else, really. Other props. <laughs> I thought I was about to list it. Other I props know, I like, I don't know are available. Um, I mean, Batty's barely played this year, though. It, that's Glasgow, the thing. To be fair, that's like, the he thing. Has he not... couldn't get a game. Yeah. Played quite a lot last year, to be fair, and that's what got him the Scotland cap, but then he didn't get in for quite a lot of the season, so... I noted down a couple of things, see if you agree with these. Ali Price looking much back to his best. Yeah, I mean, Price and Horn both looking just really good. I think either can start, either yeah. can come off, come on with 30 minutes to go, and you're kind of happy about it, to be honest with you. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Second statement I wrote down, Tommy Seymour finding a bit of form. Yeah, I mean, like, even from the first kickoff, when... He was murdered Watson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was massive, wasn't it? It's... Um, which is good to see. I think you know what people just chatting about how Darcy Graham's better than him. just like got him, got to him so hard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's just like fuck all you guys. I've got a long way to go, Darcy. Yeah. Because 
I mean, essentially, there is one spot in that back three open. I think Maitland Hogg will start no matter what in the World Yes, Cup. I think you're right. And I think it's Tommy, Darcy, or maybe even Blair Kinghorn, if he gets back fit, yeah. are all fighting for that third I, I spot. Agree, I completely agree mm-hmm. with that. Um, so if he can, you know, he's been playing pretty well in the last few games, and if he can sort of continue on to the semifinals and final, he probably Jen, just sneaks up ahead of those two. I think so. He's got like, It's just with him, it's like making sure that he has like the enthusiasm 100%. You know, because yeah. you know that if he's get got, if he gets an opportunity, he's a very good finisher. It's just like the other parts of the game. We know he's a good support runner and everything. So yes, yeah, I thought it was pretty impressive. Agreed. And then I suppose speaking about Scotland, I also wrote down Sammy J just keeps getting better. Is that Scotland twelve jersey his now? I think I think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He seems to have kicked on. I had an amazing Six Nations, and he's really kicked on um, that try scored against Ulster, and just his performance has been super high quality. Once every sort of two months on our WhatsApp group, someone asks where Dunkey Taylor is. Yeah, I know. Where is Dunkey Taylor? <laughs> well, I think the last update we had was that he was back training, and it was June. June was looking good. Yeah. I think he's become a bit of a myth in his absence. Like, I think people were sort of overestimating his abilities slightly, but... I mean, great to have him there, but I still hope I he makes that. I hope he makes that Scotland squad. I hope I he just, plays Tbilisi away. Duncan Taylor <laughs> gets a wee hat trick, yeah. and, every, and the myth grows and grows. It, but it doesn't feel like you're going to put him in the thirteen position. Feels like he's a twelve or fifteen, or do you think he can slot in in that thirteen next to Sam Johnson? I think he's very. I think he's probably a better defender than all of the other centres we've got at thirteen. Actually, yeah. So if you if you want to sort of have that. 13 channel sewn up where we know Hugh Jones has been there's been some question marks because to have both of them yeah exactly yeah you know that's what I mean um, I think it just shows like someone like Sam Johnson you've picked him from obscurity from as being like a Reds backup player yeah. I think so much of this like top level rugby is about opportunity like same with Th- Thomas Gordon but it just it sort of makes me think that like if we had a third pro team and it was viable and everything that like you know, Jamie Batty could be a starter every week in like big matches. And I just think the, like that, like Finn Russell, even when he was coming through, like only a few coaches like Townsend would have given him a shot. Yeah, that's true. Otherwise he would have been playing for like, might still be playing for Falkirk. No, that's not true. Finn Russell would not still be playing for Falkirk. Well, he wouldn't be playing for Falkirk, (laughs) but, but he might not be playing pro rugby. I think Finn Russell would have got through no matter what. Why, why did it take him so long to become a pro then? He was like 21 when he became a pro. But he, he didn't get a contract or anything. He, did, he, got, he got missed in the age group. Yeah, exactly. Period, but he still came through. Well, eventually. <laughs> yeah, but he still came through. Like, but it, but it took, it took I, longer than, than other players in his age group. And he wasn't exactly... He wasn't a starter under 20, for example. Look, I agree. I think Thank sometimes you, you do players that. develop <laughs> later than others. Yeah. And I think we all agree when we win the Euro Millions, we will form the third pro team. Well, there you we'll go. Chuck, we'll chuck the money at it. It'll be fine. I honestly think the third pro team would be like the bankruptcy of Scottish rugby <laughs> and actually wouldn't add that much. I'm flying to straight to Washington, D.C., pumping in 100 yeah. mil to Old Glory. <laughs> it's happening. It Maybe happening. get like the SNP to bankroll a, a third pro team. Yeah, but like have it in like 
Thurzo, like a real like high, like get some funding from like the Highlands sounds, Institute. Yeah, that sounds quite yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be good. There's some sort of local council in... general fu- yeah. <laughs> government. Here's funding. a grant. Like, grant's <laughs> not enough. We should put a penny on tax to raise a pro yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pro I'd, team I'd, tax. I'd, I'd vote for that. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd vote for <laughs> yeah. increased taxes yeah. specifically for that. Um, anything else to say on 1872? I suppose. The bigger discussion point, and maybe we'll get to this when we do an end-of-season wrap-up, but what does it mean for Edinburgh? We touched on it last week that, you know, we've been talking about their rise and rise and Project Cocker is going so well. But, I mean, like, here they are in nothing, season over. Um, and, you know, they've, they've finished fifth in, in their conference in, Pro, in the Pro 14 and they're not playing Champions Cup rugby next year. Rub it in, mate. I will rub it in. <laughs> I do think there's just been that depth issue. Yeah. Like, they haven't had to deal, in the last five years, they haven't really had to deal with a lot of players going to Scotland. And this year, essentially, their pack, plus a couple of other forwards, mm. has yeah. been going True. every international break. And then when they come back, it's sort of, right, you've got to play Montpellier away or Toulon away. Yeah. big matches. I think hopefully next season, you know, guys like Cam Hunter-Hill have had... Like a lot more pro rugby under their yeah, belt, agreed. Um, and a few other guys coming through that you, that you maybe develop a bit more of that depth. But I, and I think the signings they have made so far seem quite sensible. But it just, I think nine nine ten. The yeah. weird thing, but like having Pergos there is going to win. You'll win the odd big game by just playing that sort of structured rugby. But I just think. So long term, that nine ten combo they've got, or the people they've got at nine and ten, just isn't going to win you the league and isn't going to get yeah. you. <clears throat> I agree, but I mean, they've spent probably decent money on Hickey, yeah, and decent money on the Akavander Vault, or yeah. decentish. I doubt they're going to go out again to buy another. I mean, no, be not another for, not for next year. Quali- foreign qualified yeah. ten, which you know I think they need, but I doubt they're going to do so. It's sort of more about sort of adapting the team around who you think your best nine and ten are going to be. It'd be interesting to see because it does seem as if there's rumours that they are going to buy another nine. Yes. Well, they need to because they're getting rid but, of Fowles and Kennedy. Yeah. So there is big squad. So it'd be interesting in to that. see who who they get there, but yeah, that, I think that's still the main issue. Well, we'll see. Oh, as it on on top of the moon posted some quite good stats. Oh yeah, they about were good. Glasgow, so. Most points won by Glasgow over a season ever. Yep. Most tries scored ever by Glasgow in the Pro 14, and most um, points scored ever by Glasgow in the Pro 14, and only the second most wins. Then they got fifteen bonus points, something like that. Yeah. Out of sixteen, after sixteen wins. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was fifteen. Was, I, th- I think it is fifteen bonus uh, points. I don't yeah. know How many? But that's a lot. So <laughs> yeah. again, you know. They obviously had a pretty consistent season last year, and they've sort of just kind of added yeah. that extra layer. Kind of un- underappreciate that I think what they've won away at Leinster and Munster this year as well, mm. which is you know pretty big for this team. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, they've been the two teams. You know, I appreciate we lost the Scarlets last year, but it feels like Munster and Leinster have been the two kind of teams yeah. that Glasgow have struggled Absolutely, to raise yeah. themselves for. Mm. Where, do you, um, where do you put Glasgow then? As sort of favourites, second favourites, third favourites to for the Pro 14? Second favourites? I think behind, second favourites behind Leinster. But then at home? 
Yeah, if you get to home final. Like. Celtic Park could be absolutely massive. We're at a wedding that day. Such bullshit. So it's always wedding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. so it's at 6.30 though, so it's like after service, but like hopefully just before dinner. I really hope we're at the same table. Yeah, yeah. We'll move, we'll move some people around. <laughs> yeah, we'll move some people around, get, get one get of us streaming it on the phone. Yeah. It's going to be, be no Wi-Fi though, and it's quite rural. Oh, damn it. Let's <laughs> take a little like booster. Yeah. I know. I don't know. I feel like the last two weeks, there's been like a real rise in interest in that kind of Celtic part final. I've had a couple of people message me like, yeah. Yeah. keen to, you interested, keen to get tickets. Um, I reckon they'll sell out 60,000. I think if Glasgow get there, they will. If Glasgow yeah. get there, I think they'll sell out. Yeah. I think what will be class will be the, the semi, 10,000 at Scottsdale, the semi against Ulster Connor. That will be mm. absolutely bouncing. I think it, that extra capacity at Scottsdale makes a massive difference. Yeah, I think it does. I, start, I think they like slightly have raised ticket prices for the semi. Oh, they? oh of course like, they have. Oh, <laughs> it's like going to add 20% to Dodgen that. Dodgson was just like, hello, lads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah to the five minutes zero after, on that. It's like price elasticity <laughs> has loosened. Let's open this up. Um, and well, well, we will be with you every week and to, to see uh, how Glasgow get on, hopefully getting to that um, final and giving us all something to cheer on into May. Um, should we finish off with the Ross Ford quiz? The Ross Ford quiz. I can quiz. already tell you I'm going to be really bad at this. It sounds hard. <laughs> it's it's going to be relatively hard and quite boring. Oh, good. So that's uh, actually yeah. perfect I radio. Like quizzes. A bit like Ross Ford. Go on then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, Go on then. Right. I'm going to kick things off with the usual, how many, an easy question. How many Scotland caps does Ross Ford have? Okay. It's not easy. Really easy question. Is that that's the easier <laughs> end of the scale? I've got a number written down. Yeah, so that's a round fine. number. That's fair. How many Lions caps does Rossford have, and what games or game <laughs> is it? Um, I do know that. I think that's right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Rossford has played. 44 times for Scotland in Six Nations slash five. No, just Six Nations. Um, <laughs> what uh, is his winning percentage? Oh, my God. It must be so low. <laughs> that must be low. I'm going for that. I'm going for that. How about that? Slightly. Yeah. Go on, then. What year and month, then, did Ross Ford have his debut for Scotland? And if you can name who it was against, you win the quiz. Year and month. <laughs> Year, Year and month. month and opponent. But you get the opponent. Year and month the opponent. If you get all three right, you win the quiz. Okay. I'm going to tell you some of the names that were in the team that he was in. Yeah. Stuart Moffat at fullback. Ooh. Centre combo of Morrison and Andy Henderson. Dan Parks and Cusseter at 9-10. Jacobson, Bullock, Bruce Douglas starting front row. And then a back, back, three, uh, back row of Scott Gray, Donnie McFadden, Ali Hogg. Oh, Scott Gray. Scott Gray. Oh, yeah. yeah, Donnie McFadden looked all right for a few games. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Quite I, like I don't know if my shout's right, but I quite like it. And I was at a house party with Donnie McFadden once, and he was wearing jeans and like an Under Armour um, like what, skin like thermal. thermal. Oh, no, that's, that's actually <laughs> the worst. Backwards, that's actually so And a backwards cap, and I was like, ah, oh, Donnie. You're obviously a dick, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> that was a, this, this was still back in the day when you only needed one prop 
replacement. Oh, so geez, the, the front row was Ross Ford and Craig Smith on the bench. Oh, oh Craigie. Old Santa. Lovely. Right, the, go on then. The last question is, Ross Ford appeared in a, a series of, well, actually, he was put on the box of a Scottish food item. What was that food item? I want brand and food. Uh, what's the... Um, yeah. Also, in, also used were Max Evans and Chris Patterson. What's the, I can think of the photo. What's the yeah. brand? It's, okay. Yeah, I think I've got that. I think it is as well. Right. First question. I like that quiz, by the way. It was good. That was a, that was a good quiz, actually. Right. Dave, number of Scotland caps? 105. I put the exact same. It was 110. Oh. <laughs> 110. <laughs> um, I suppose yeah, it's That's the record, isn't it? Yes, that's the record. I think it was something like, because I think he became the most capped hooker when he went past Bullock, most capped forward when he went past Scott Murray, and then he became most capped player when he went past Chris Patterson. Yeah. He must be on like the pretty high on like the global hookers list. Yeah, like him and Best must be Best. two of the highest. Best. Me and Lamu. Me and Lamu is the highest. Me and is probably the highest. John Smith. Oh, but he, moved, he played quite a lot of prop in his, yeah. in his uh, latest days, didn't he? Um, lines, tests, or tests? I think it's just one, the I, last test of the 2009 Lions. I've got one SA third test. Both correct. Oh, good. Well done. Um, what was the next question I asked? Before, I was the winning... Before that tour, there was quite a lot. That was, when, that was peak Ross Ford around about yeah. 2009. A lot of people were saying he could be a... Uh, then he got exposed to a higher level and everyone was like... Uh, everyone was like, oh no. Same with you and Murray. He was talked up as yeah, being a exactly, starting yeah. prop. It was the same mm. with Mike Blair. Yeah, I know. I remember the first game of that tour, Mike Blair got picked at nine and had an was absolute Mike, shocker. The, was the, Mike the Blair first not, game at your house? Yeah, I remember that. Actually. He had an, was, I, well, the lines were terrible and Mike Blair was particularly bad. Yeah. Was Mike Blair not nominated for player, player of the year in that time as well? Yeah. So he was on good form. It's a shame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, winning percentage. Winning percentage. In Six Nations. Very quickly, Ross Ford is the fifth most capped hooker of all time. Oh, yeah. That does include John Smith, though. Okay. Who I think, obviously, is a bit dodgy. That does include Rory Best. Mialamu's number one. Do you know who the other one is? Southern Hemisphere? Uh, Stephen Moore. Stephen Moore. Stephen Moore. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, winning percentage during the Six Nations for Ross Ford. What have you got? I think I've gone too low. 17. <laughs> <laughs> I went 35. Dave takes it <laughs> for being closest. I've got 24.5%. I had 24 written oh, down geez. and I revised it down <laughs> to fine. 17. It's fine. doesn't matter. You got the point. I'm You're 2-1 up. I'm happy with that. Um, I'm not going to get this next one, though. To take the win, straight up, all three. I'll start with you, Matt. Year, right. month, opponent. I'm going 2005, Japan, in November. You got one of the three. Ah, oh. what have you got? Which one? Um, <laughs> and none go. of them the same as yours. <laughs> no, none of them are. <laughs> I had 2004 February Italy. You both get one point. Okay, November and 2004. 2004. November 2004. So it's a test South against South Africa. No. Okay. Uh, against Australia. Okay. Okay. When uh, we did he start? No, he was on the bench with oh, okay. Craig Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we lost 31-14. 
Mortlock, Rathbone, Keery. I was at that trail. game. Wait. <laughs> I remember it. I was at that game, yeah. Not that I remember it as yeah. I was there when Ross <laughs> yeah. made his debut. You were there. So Luke, 3-2 to Dave going into the, what, the final question. Yeah. We'll start with you, Dave. What brand did Ross Ford essentially kind of market for? Scott's Porridge Oats. What have you got? I've also got Scott's Porridge Oats. That is correct. Dave is the winner. <laughs> can't believe I won oh, the man. Ross Ford quiz. <laughs> oh. I'm absolutely delighted by that. That was good. Yeah. Do I get an extra point if I tell you who owns Scott's Porridge Oats? Uh, you get an extra half point. Quaker. That is correct. Oh, so it's a substitute Quaker. Can I tell it? you, if I get another half point, who owns Quaker? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Who does own Quaker? I'm just generally interested. Uh, Pepsi. Ah. Do they? Yeah. Ross Ford in the pocket of big, big Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Didn't the Hound do Scott's porridge? He did. Adverts? Yeah. Um, what's his name? The in Hound from Game of Thrones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Greg, Greg, Greg yeah. yeah. So <clears> the Hound in Ross Fuzz. Ford. Yes, he was the in Hound. Hot Fuzz, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. What did? What, what's Ross Ford's link to Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's call it a day there, then. We've got to go to work. Thanks again for joining us. Um, follow us on Twitter. When you, type in, sorry, when you type in the hound on Google, the first thing that comes up is the hound porridge. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's a full advert. <laughs> it's, anyway, like, anyway. it's like a really weird... Have you, have you ever seen the advert? It's where he comes out of the lake and like the women think he's naked, but he's actually wearing a sporran. Interesting. Just a sporran? Just a sporran, because like, they see his kilt on the oh, shore, and they're like, ooh... And he you, comes you've been watching this recently? I did actually watch it. Uh, I was explaining it to my girlfriend who was just really confused, confused. by the whole affair. Um, Shall we call it a day there then, well, lads? Yes. On that note. Uh, Thistle Rugby Pod on Twitter. Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod on Instagram. Or slide into the mailbag, thethistlerugby at gmail.com. See you soon. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.